listening to the food talk show hi there my name is sue nelson and for the next half hour or so we're going to be talking all things food and drink i'm joined by my fellow presenters i've got a new guest presenter uh, with us, well, that's not true actually because you were here last week. Uh, Kamud Gandhi of the Cooking Academy. Hi, hello, enjoyed it last back. week. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was good, yeah, wasn't it? It was good fun <laughs> talking about cookbooks. Um, and obviously, Holly Shackleton, who is editor of Speciality Food Magazine. Hi, you got inspired last week, didn't I you? I really, really did. Because yeah. you're thinking that you really should start writing more, shouldn't you? I do. Yeah. Well, I I do spend a lot of my time writing, mm, but being stuff a magazine yourself, editor, though. but my for own thing, yeah. yeah. I haven't um, decided what it's going to be. No. no, so any suggestions on a postcard uh, about what Holly should be writing about would be good. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. That would be very, very helpful. Um, and uh, as you know, Ollie Lloyd, founder of Great British Chef, is off on his holidays being a hippie. I forgot where he said he was going. I don't yeah. know. can't remember. It'd be anywhere, knowing Ollie. Uh, Southeast Asia, somewhere normally. Yeah. Um, now, we've got a guest today, a very good friend of the programme, and uh, somebody I really admire, actually, Tara May. Hi, Tara. Hello. How are you doing? Very good, thank good, you. Good, good. Very excited to be here. Uh, yep, and the reason why I'm a great admirer of Tara is because I think that the Bread and Jam Festival is probably the best food and drink event, I would say, in the UK, annually, I would say. I absolutely love it. It's you agree? so I really, really do. Mm. I went to the first one four years ago. Four yep, yeah. four years. And it's just so exciting and so buzzy and there's just so much inspiration everywhere. It's fantastic. Yeah, so we're going to talk a bit about that. Our other lovely guest is Eric Woods. We've not met before. Hello, Eric. Hi. Hi, good to meet you all. Yeah, and uh, you're from Loma, Linda. Now... By the sound of that name, nobody's going to have a clue what you do. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything. So when we when we get around to discussing all that, we'll 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 uh, reveal what that's all about. It's actually a place in California. Ah, there you go. <laughs> see, see, California. So Tara, Bread and Jam Festival. So it's been going for four years now, and for anybody who doesn't know it, it's uh, two days, and it's pretty full on. There's so much going on. You can hardly describe it all, really. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think. Um, I think for anyone attending, you can just literally change your life in 48 hours. And I, I think, um, and I'm so excited to be part of that. Um, for for anyone who's who's just starting out, um, to be able to do, I guess, all of the things that, that might take you, I don't know, maybe like three or four years to figure out, um, you can just do that in 48 hours. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that. No. That sounds like over-egging it, but but I, I definitely wouldn't uh, disagree with that. Um, and and uh, it, it's an annual two-day conference, and I would say it's like a boot camp, really, for emerging and sort of scaling food and drink brands. Um, uh, and so it really does bring together food and drink founders and innovators and investors mm. and the media and buyers. And there's nowhere else, I don't think, where you get that complete range of people that are in the food sector in one place for two days um yeah I, I, yeah i i can't i can't think of anywhere else um and well, i think maybe what's and uh, what i really like about it that I love. Yeah, yeah it's the well but it's the different perspectives all on an even playing field mm. yeah um so 
you know, you might, I don't know, you might go to um, to a trade event um, and, and everyone's there, but, but everyone's sort of very much within their respective boundaries. You can't, um, you can't just go up to someone and, and talk to them. Um, but you, that's, that's the whole point of bread and jam. And that is what everyone is going to be doing yeah. <laughs> over the two days. Mm. Um, it, um, it makes everybody accessible and not just in a sort of a small brand being able to access, um, very important people, investors or retailers, but, but also the other way around. Yeah, um, absolutely. because those, those retailers and those investors, um, they very much want to be there in exactly the same way to meet those and keep small in brands. touch with what's going on on the ground. Yeah, you know, so it's good for them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of try and paint a picture of it. It's in the Institute of Directors, uh, which is one one six Pall Mall, and um, I would say it's a bit of a crusty old building. I know it is. It's, it's a bit yeah, kind of ironic. That it's a bit picked. sort of old fashioned and whatever, but it is a beautiful building Stunning. with high ceilings and and you know all those sort of old portraits of old chaps are there chandeliers know. there are there, yeah, yeah it's that kind of place. yes yeah. it is that's, yeah. that sort of place with a sweeping staircase mm. and so um it, it sounds a bit weird but it sort of fits there somehow that's it's all very grand but it, the, the 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 events program isn't grand in that as you say it's very very accessible so you sweep up the staircase and there's two rooms um where there's amazing events going on literally all day long and you have to work out which one you want to go in so i'd like well i want to go in that one Oh, but I want to go in that one at the same time. Oh, and there's there's a, there's another room around the corner where somebody amazing speaking as well. So you've got to have a look. You've got to have a look at what's who's on and who's speaking. Um, and all of those speaking events will be all sorts of different people. So we would have uh, we had William Chase, didn't we, uh, last year, or, or, or be anybody who's explaining how they've managed to get through uh, and and what they do in the sector. Yeah, I think that's that's the general theme um, of the festival is um, how. How did you get to where you are, um, and how how can how can you inspire the next generation? Yeah. Because um, anybody who's been in business knows that it's bloody hard. Um, yeah. What mistakes did you make? How can I avoid doing that? Yeah, and, and what what, what could I have done better? And, yeah. and what did I wish that someone told me? I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Beforehand. When I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then aside from that, as if that's not inspiring enough, um, the great thing is is. Um, being able to sit in front of a Selfridges buyer or somebody from Waitrose or whatever who will give you literally warts and all very, very honest uh, opinions of your product. Yeah, um, that um, that's a really exciting place. Um, uh, it's called the Tasting Panel mm. um, where you can get um, feedback from... So yeah, there's, there's fine food also like Selfridges or Harrods, um, but also um, people like Sainsbury's mm. Um, and then um, on the same panel, um, just the little deli around the corner. And those three kinds of buyer have, have very different things to say and they often conflict, mm. um, which I think is super interesting if you're just starting out. Um, you have to work out what your market is. And I think that, I think that yeah. makes people decide, you know, do I want to go for the supermarket route? Do I want to go to the high-end speciality route? Or do I just want to... There's an amazing network of um, independent farm shops and delis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, huge. And that's a, that's a good enough market, that, you know, if you decide to stick to that. But it's very hard to do all of those things. Yeah, definitely. Um, so so it's great to get those opinions. You have to book ahead, don't you, to, to, to get to the panel? Uh, yes. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's super popular. Um, so, um, yeah, you have to kind of book a slot and then you get sort of 10 minutes um, yeah. with that panel. 
That is um, the 10 most important minutes of your business life <laughs> if you're in food. Well, how, how else are you going to get that? There's nowhere else you can do that, I don't think. Um, and, uh, you know, if you are going to go, then you need to go online, make sure you book your slot because you can't turn up on the day and, 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 and get it because it will be booked out, won't it? Yeah, the, Pretty much. yeah these are um, sold out um, sort of in the, in the weeks running up to the show just because... Yep. Um, it could save you thousands and thousands of pounds. Um, you know, if you're if you are pursuing um, major grocery uh, listings, but you're you're kind of uh, positioned yourself as, as a sort of artisanal product that's primed for independence. Um, you know, you can. Yeah, you'd be really stuck, um, sort of much further down the line. Yeah, and some some things might taste amazing, but they'll just be saying, you know, your packaging just mm. doesn't work for us, and your branding's not right. So, so they it's, cover it's all bases, don't multi-dimensional they? Multi-dimensional, yeah. in, in the way that somebody would, you know, advise you, um, and and it's just it's just invaluable, really. I would say, let alone speaking to all your co, you know, producers and and, and other people and networking. Yeah, I think um, I think the networking is um, is yeah just as important. Um, I, I really, I'm, I really like being in the food industry because everyone is really friendly. Um, and you can, you can just go up to someone and say hello and say, well, you know, I, I know that you, you have achieved this in the last 12 months. So how did you do it? Help me. And, and they will tell you. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredible. There could be someone who, an absolute legend of the food industry, who's been in it for 40, 50 years. Um, and someone who's just set up a food business six months ago can tap them on the shoulder and that can be a kind of business life-changing mm. conversation but they're there then like you say it's a kind of level playing field it and sounds, if you're um sorry, you need to go if you've not been have you come no in? i haven't oh. i was saying that i was just thinking i was just thinking Got that to. it sounds so much more collegiate than competitive which mm. is so yeah, it is. important and uh yeah. what uh you know you can feel so intimidated um and, and it sounds like it's the opposite of being intimidated so mm. i guess i'm Definitely. You've got to go. go. Yeah, I've got to go. And, and, and the other thing is, um, uh, for me as well, is being able to taste and look at some of the new brands that are there. So quite, you know, a lot of people will come and they will display their their food, so you can have a have a good look at what's going on, can't you? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that's um, so. It's it's super useful for for anybody who wants to know what's going on in the food industry, but also for that um, for that startup brand to see what they're very new product looks like in in context with everything else that's new at the moment and it's it's been so interesting actually now that we're in our fourth year looking at um looking at all of these products and the the similarities um and the changes that um that sort of i suppose evolve through the years um so even in four years it's moving very quickly isn't it yes yeah. and i i don't know how it happens so there'll be so um this year um, there seems to be a lot of things for children. So plant-based is um, is super interesting. I think we're going to talk a bit more about that shortly. Um, but things for children um, seem to be um, seem to be popping up everywhere. Um, yogurt for kids, tea for kids, um, sort of adult type things, uh, but for mm, little interesting. people. Interesting. Mm. But interesting. they're all sort of coming forward as um, as the people who who want to um, disrupt that category. And I don't know why they all come at the same time. Funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and so last year was snacks. Yeah. Um, so healthy snacks, wasn't it? Last year. Yeah, there yeah. must be some. I don't know. There must be a little bird that appears at everyone's window, <laughs> whispers to them Doing, what they yeah. should be innovating this Absolutely. year. 
And then the other thing, of course, is there's investors around. How, how does that work at the, at the, at the sort of conference? So that's the, uh, this, this year is the first year um, that we've invited um, investors along um, to, uh, to be pitched to uh, in a sort of formal session. Um, and so um, it's, uh, again, it's very similar to uh, pitching to retailers. It's um, sort of a 10-minute session where, where you'd kind of uh, put, put across a, a very quick elevator pitch and, and get their feedback. Um, again, again, it's... Invaluable, absolutely invaluable. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that again, it's it's not just um, it's the pitch; it's also the feedback. Mm, um, so the investors that we have attending, um, they're looking to invest um, sort of in the region of half a million pounds. Um, so it's it's quite a serious amount. Um, and so you know, for a very early stage brand, um, to be able to build that relationship to then be ready for them, um, you know, in eighteen twenty four months' time, um, is a great opportunity. So we're not exaggerating by saying quite frankly that this is you know if if you if you're trying to accelerate your your you know you've got your brand if you've got bold aspirations please don't pile loads of money into something before going to bread and jam festival because you, you're going to get some amazing advice you know plan your visit book ahead all the things that you can go on uh, look at the amazing speakers and and really get the most out of the day i would i definitely suggest planning what you what you're going to do? What's well, two days? Sorry. Yes, and um, and to make some friends, um, yeah. even in the run up. So um, a couple of years ago, we did have um, it was a very um, very enthusiastic um, brand who put together a Google Doc um, with all the sessions. Um, so she'd you know meticulously copied out the show guide and put all the sessions down, and um, she got everyone to share their notes. So you know if you can't be in all the rooms at the same time. You can certainly Relax find someone. Um, Very good. Um, and so uh, you need to Google Bread and Jam Festival, but yeah. there will be links from our website. There'll be hundreds of links from our website to, to do that. Really, really encourage you uh, to go. But it's not just a festival that's happening there mm, on the 3rd and 4th of October. Something else is happening, isn't it, Holly? It sure is. The final of the Future Food Awards. It's a big day. Ta-da! Ta-da! So that is uh, between uh, Speciality Food Magazine and the Food Talk Show. We're jointly funding it because we're really keen to um, highlight innovation in the yeah. food sector. So uh, most of the categories involve having amazing food, but that's where we draw the line. It's not the best tasting in the world. It's an amazing quality of taste. But actually we're looking at people who are overcoming quite difficult challenges mm-hmm. and are doing innovative stuff. Yes, future stars we would say Mm, Um, and we don't think there are any other awards that are doing that we don't want to cut across for example taste awards because we really like those but this isn't about that it's about really really looking at difficult things now i um i had the pleasure of going through hundreds (laughs) there were hundreds three four five hundred can't remember now um of entries that we had Mm -hmm. uh we've now got down to our category finalists so we've got nine categories We've now got down to our finalists, um, Holly, oh, and Jason at uh, Bread and Jam Festival, uh, 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 coming along, uh, along with me, and we're going to choose the winners. And then at the uh, Bread and Jam Festival, the winners are going to be pitching to a really great set of judges. Mm, yeah, amazing. Who include? So there's oh. uh, William Chase from um, Chase Distillery, Tyrrells, Willie's ACV. Uh, Ed Mehmed from What If Innovation, 
Renee. Um, Renee from Elliott from Planet Organic, Organic. and Beluga Bean. Yeah. Uh, Ollie Lloyd. Ollie Lloyd. I don't know how he sneaked in I don't there. know. Uh, John Stapleton from... Yeah, so New Little Covent Dish, Guard. New Covent Garden, yep. Soup Company. Uh, can't remember who else. But Monica re- Linton. Monica Linton from Brindisa. Yeah. I mean, so you're going to be able to pitch. These winners are going to be able to pitch in front of these people. So we're doing a sort of little mini Dragon's Den, which is great fun. Um, and then at the Bread and Jam Festival, we are choosing the absolute supreme champion amongst those. We are. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it's going to be one of the sessions uh, at the Bread and Jam Festival. And we think it makes a, a really good audience session because people can hear nine pitches as it mm. were and also the feedback from the judges so what the judges are looking for with all the different perspectives of, of their experience um it's, it's just we're really looking forward to it aren't we yeah absolutely are you on the judging panel yeah you are i am yeah. yes always yeah love it so um so we're very very excited about that um and i've been stunned by the by the amazing entries we've had all sorts of really, really interesting stuff. So mm. you haven't you haven't seen any of these yet, have you? I haven't. No, you've so, teased me with a few of so them. When we do the judge, yeah, when we do the judging for finalists, it's, you'll be stunned. I think we're going to have quite a hard job. Yeah, picking the winners. So very, very exciting. So uh, make sure you go along. Uh, Bread and Jam Festival, third and fourth of October. It's Thursday and Friday, I think, isn't it, Tara? Yes, that's Thursday, right. Thursday and Friday, uh, in the middle of London. Um, and oh, there's all there's lunch there. You can get lunches and all sorts, can't you? Yes, it's a you great can. day. It's a really good day. There's press there, people, you know, magazines like yeah, Specialty Food there. Magazine. Yep. Uh, all <laughs> sorts going on. So so very very exciting. Any final top tips for anybody that's coming along before we? Uh, top tips. Mm. Um, so applications Just... um, to pitch to retailers and investors um, and uh, and for mentoring um, is open at the moment. Um, so you need um, to be so very to, very quick. Yes, and apply, apply um, in advance. Yeah. Um, and and then uh, just come make loads of notes. I would suggest. Yes, uh, and um, I think um, soak it up, um, enjoy, yeah. meet people. Um, I think this is uh, one of those places where you can, like we've been saying, tap them on the shoulder and say hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just just from that, um, amazing things have happened. We've had um, brand collaborations that have come out of that. Um, we've had people uh, meet um future investors, uh, future um, co-founders, um, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So if you've, got a, if you've got a new brand or if you establish one, or I would say if you've got a great idea and you're not sh- quite sure whether to leap on it yet, quite a good uh, event to go around and be inspired uh, if Definitely. you've got some thoughts. Um, a lot of people, I think, worry about whether they're ready enough. Yeah. Um, and um, do not worry. We have had people who have come with just a name. So they thought of a cool <laughs> brand name, no product, no nothing. <laughs> and they thought, I'm going to make a business out of this. Um, and we have had people who have made something at home and brought it in a Tupperware um, to get feedback. Um, and uh, and that's that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's great and, and, and great fun. Uh, now, talking of names, Loma Linda. Okay. So, so um, Eric, tell me, tell me about the name before we tell me what the product is. Okay, Loma Linda is a town in California. Um, the interesting thing to note is that Loma Linda, are you guys familiar with Blue Zones? If you if you heard the term Blue Zones? If you get five minutes, give it a Google. And basically, there are five Blue Zones across the globe. And they are places where people you, people live longer. So they're known for the longevity. Ah. Okay, so, and, and that's about environment. It's about 
diet. It's about you know lifestyle, air quality, air quality, all like, of those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And Loma Linda is actually one of the five blue zones ah. um, you know, around the world. A place like Okinawa in Japan, as you would expect to be one. Then in South America, there's a place in Greece, uh, Ikara, I think it's called in Greece. And they're they're, five, they're blue zones, and basically they've got the you know, least incidences of you know heart disease and diabetes, etc. And it's not because they eat Loma Linda products, it's because it's about diet, it's about uh, lifestyle, and it's about environment, etc. So you've used this brand name, I would suggest, as a shortcut to to, 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 uh, emulate that that sort of healthy... The history of the brand, the the actual brand was, was founded by John Harvey Kellogg from Kellogg's. Ah. Okay, so so he's got a history that goes right back into finding um, protein alternatives, plant-based proteins. Um, I'm not saying the Kellogg Company are involved with Loma Linda now, that this was going back you know, 125 years ago, but the actual Loma Linda brand and the plant-based protein philosophy was founded by John Harvey Kellogg. Oh, I never okay. knew that. Right. So, <laughs> and so, so Loma Linda, is, it, it, you've got a meat-free range. Yes. Uh, uh, and I believe, well, we might say plant-based, uh, uh, um, and you want sort of um, shelf-stable, uh, sustainable, convenient and affordable. So you've got some sort of things that you're really trying to aim yeah. for with this. Basically, like in the UK, the like the veganism movement has exploded over the last three or four years. It's in like thirty four percent year on year growth. Like me personally, you know, I'm I've gone from not knowing anyone who was vegan to you know obviously because of my association with Loma Linda, but also you know, family members and extended family members. I'm surprised at how many people who are, who are adopting this lifestyle. I mean, I think I, I think just to sort of cut across that a little bit. Um, you know, we do a lot of research and, and we know that, that that there aren't many vegans actually in the UK and, and they haven't sort of grown much. What is changing though is that people are becoming part-time vegans. So they're being Absolutely. vegans during the week yeah. or, yeah. you know, or, or they're, you know, they're trying, they're trying to just be more vegan yeah. uh, if they can. And I think that's the massive explosion, isn't mm. it? It's yeah. huge. Well, it's I'm, huge. I'm one of those consumers. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I do still eat meat, but I'm very interested in kind of meat-free Yeah. Um, alternatives and there are lots of us out there yeah. and, and 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 as you say if you with, with yours if you're looking at meat free but you can make it sustainable and affordable yes because i do feel and uh, um and kamud and i were talking about it i do feel that, that it's it's being sort of hijacked uh, for an excuse to be expensive yes i think so i don't know what makes it unaffordable perhaps mm. it's similar to this organic argument that um you know organic products are more expensive and to many people they're inaccessible even though they might mm. um otherwise want to be organic or vegan mm. or meat free or plant based um and that that makes it inaccessible mm. so uh, i'm really interested by how you're trying to make it accessible. Okay, well, the the main difference with our product is the the explosion of product availability has occurred in the in the stores and it's in the chiller cabinets, it's in the fresh aisles and it's, it's also in Frozen as well. You know, it's, it's had a good presence in Frozen for such a long time. Um, and you're right, those products, they do end up to be quite pricey with, with a relatively limited short life, you know, seven to ten days. So I have to say some of the products are excellent. You know, they're really, really good. And the technology behind plant-based protein and meat alternatives has, has moved on massively over the last couple of years. 
But there's nothing really in the ambient environment, so in, in the canned and packaged um, area of the store. <clears throat> like I said, it's all fresh or it's all chilled. So the research we did, we we were kind of asking people the type of products. So we and and just to be clear, our product is not targeted at vegans. It's absolutely one hundred percent vegan friendly. <clears throat> excuse me, but it's not targeted at vegans. We're looking for people like yourself, Holly, who are like you're either a flexitarian. We've we all, we've got all fancy titles now: a flexitarian, a reductarian. Mm. I would class myself <laughs> as a reductarian. I am a meat eater, but I am looking to take meat out of my diet. And people are making these decisions on a number of, for a number of reasons. One could be health, you know, the the, the health or so, you know, the poor health associations to red meat, for example. Some of them are environmental, and some of them are about sustainability. Um, and I have to say, it's a combination of all three that there is is my reasoning behind it. I so think, I think for me as well, it's about balance, really. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had, we do have nutritionists on this program mm. who who would say that not eating meat is not necessarily the greatest thing for you, um, because you've got to really think about how you're going to replace mm. uh, uh, some of those minerals. And you, you have to be very committed to um, planning your food yeah. to be able so, to, to be a good right. vegetarian yeah. Yeah. and yeah. a good vegan. Oh, but it can say, be very it's, poor. It's, for it's, it's getting the balance really, and, mm-hmm. and I think I'm quite keen on not eating as much meat. Yeah. Uh, but I love it when I do. But yeah. I just don't have it. For Often, it just means you enjoy thing. you enjoy it more, and yeah, if you're absolutely. kind of because it can be expensive meat, and I I've always been very fussy about the meat that I buy, mm. um, so I'd never buy you know two pound meat off the supermarket shelf. It just doesn't appeal to me. Um, so when I'm using mince or something like that, I will be looking for a vegetarian alternative, vegan mm. alternative. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. It can be expensive. Yeah. So there's all sorts of reasons, isn't it, why people are, oh, are looking at it? The, the, absolutely. Mm. Um, and they're the three, health, um, sustainability and environment. They're the mm. three key reasons that people are looking at it. So mm. one of the key messages that we got back from the research we did was we got this statement of people saying they miss tuna. Right? They miss tuna? Yeah, okay, because <laughs> wow. it's, it's such a versatile product. Mm. You know, like my background is I work for Princess Foods prior tuna to... Tuna and cucumber yeah. sandwich. Yeah. 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 Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I work for Princess Foods, so in my time I've sold a lot of tuna. Tuna, yeah. A hell of a lot of tuna. Yeah. Um, and... So, so this message kept coming back, we miss tuna, and it's because of the, its versatility and its convenience, because you can make a sandwich, you, you, as you said, tuna, cucumber. It's a bit like missing cheese if you're vegan. <laughs> I, mean, it like, be, I mean, I couldn't just be vegan because yeah. you wouldn't have any cheese, no. no. My son's a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and the thing that stops him going vegan is cheese. <laughs> it's, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. it's absolutely Same, cheese. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah. Yeah, you can make a salad, you, know, you can stuff a baked potato, you can even make a, pa- a pasta bake with tuna. So mm-hmm. people were telling us they miss the convenience and the adaptability of tuna. So with having a strong background in the seafood industry and the people who are behind the Loma Linda development, we've developed Tuno. Don't tell me you've got a tuna alternative. Yes, we have. It's Tuno. Let me show you some cans. Okay, so we're going to, are we going to have a little tasting here? Yes, if that's okay with you guys. Wow. Yeah, okay yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like a kind of tuna. Okay. Well, wow. looks, okay, so so Eric's just got some tins out here. It says tuna. Okay. Because uh, uh, we're not allowed look, to call it tuna. Of course not. Um, and, and it looks exactly like a normal... I mean, if, it, if that was on the shelf, you'd just assume it was tuna, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. It's mm. quite attractive packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? Yeah. Okay, so which one are we going to take? Uh, I think that uh, I'd like it straight... Straight. Eric. Okay. Well, because well, I don't want you. I don't want you. Sort of. You know. Oh, you've got tuna mayo, uh, tuna Thai sweet chili, and tuna lemon pepper. So can we can we go for the um, just the straight tuna? Because we're going to give you. We're going to give you a bit of a. You've got a, a very. Um, 
you know, discerning panel here. Okay, that's absolutely fine. So, yeah. <clears throat> so the reason behind the, the, the range, so we do it in a can, which is a traditional tuna can, um, but there's, there's, there, there's as, you, as you've identified, there's three in dressings, okay, which is lemon, pepper, mayonnaise. Tuna mayonnaise is one of the most popular dishes in the of UK. Course, of okay? course. But we've also developed a product so which is just that. spring water, yeah. okay? And that is, um, you know, that that is it's, that's how you can make your own dressing. So if you yeah. wanted to make yeah. a pasta bake, or mm-hmm. if you wanted to, you know, d- d- do your own rosemary sauce, mm. uh, do you want me to do it? No, 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 okay. no. We're fine. Yeah. This is radio, so you have okay. to, you know, to carry on. Um, so, so um, um, we're getting Holly to open it. Is go on, Holly. Hang on. Use your muscles, yeah. mate. Use your <laughs> muscles. Please allow me. <laughs> Um, uh, can I ask what it's actually made of? It's made, from, it's made from soy protein. Right. Okay. Soy protein. So, Eric, we are on the radio. You do have to you have to talk while you're doing things. Okay. Sorry about that. So I'm just opening the can. Excellent. And the first thing I would invite everybody know, around so the that. table to do is perhaps take a look at it in the can. I'm sure you're all familiar with opening a can of tuna, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'd agree that we've got the yeah. the texture. Well, it doesn't and, look yeah. too bad. Yeah. I would guess that that was tuna, would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that yeah. looks like tuna. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, slightly. So you don't have the. It um, smell like tuna. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I just thought if we open this can of tuna, the whole room's like you know when someone eats a tuna sandwich on the yeah. train. <laughs> no, it's, um, look, it's not like that at all. We can't smell anything. No, we have to be honest. It isn't tuna. Of course, you know? it's not. No, 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 no. It's so, not so we, it's you know, if, if you were to stand it next to a can of tuna, it, you would get the smell of tuna, obviously. Yeah. But you'd also get the taste of tuna. But please give it a try. You know, we're very proud of but the product. We put a lot of work into getting the texture and the consistency and the mouthfeel. Correct. So come on, come on, tell me what is it? Is it soya? It's yes, it's soy, soya. soy protein. Yes, soy mm. protein. So that one is just in spring water, and the idea behind that product is you you make your own dressing. You know, you you could put it on a salad. That one works really well if you just put a little sprinkle of a good olive oil on it. Yeah, it works really really well. Tara, definitely great texture. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and I'm actually really pleased about not having the smell of tuna because now <laughs> offices across the country <laughs> anybody can have their lunch at their desk yeah it's mm. fantastic no it is it's, it's great you know we, we also do them in a pouch so there's the cans that you have in front of you and we do them in a pouch as well which can I have a look at the old um, mayo one Eric yes, tuna, tuna. Just to give you an idea there's the pouches one. okay yeah. so just a slightly more convenience okay so we'll open the tuna mayo so this is a vegan mayonnaise the product is 100% gluten free and um, obviously is vegan friendly. Um, What's the so mayo made out of? The, so mayo, yeah. It, it's it, it's basically um, flowers and extracts, etc. So it's it's completely vegan friendly. So it's a vegan mayonnaise. Mm. Now I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I really don't like that very much. Okay. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Um, I think that's because. I love mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing the vin- vinegar. Yeah. Vinegariness. Mm. I like the kind of sharpness. That you get with mayo. But the texture is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think the texture, you, you've managed to get the right um, texture. Yeah. Um, but you can't get away from that very soyery kind of um, mm. taste uh, in it, which is mm. has so much depth. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, And I think I was looking forward to trying the mayonnaise one. Uh, but I think because you're using two products that are um, notoriously difficult, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I think that perhaps the other flavours um, where you might be able to use real um, 
sweet chili sauce or chili sauce right. or something. And lemon and pepper, for uh, example. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You, 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 those might Would be you like one. to try those as well? I'd love I'm to modern. try mm. the lemon pepper. Lemon mm. pepper, okay. Mm. Now, I, so for me, um, because I'm not vegan, mm. I would go for tuna. Yeah. Whereas if I was, you know, a dedicated vegan... And I could see that that would you'd be thrilled, mm. wouldn't you? Well, yeah. I I'm really I was actually thinking this morning um, about I think about weird things <laughs> when yeah. I'm in the shower. We do know that <laughs> <laughs> strange person. Um, but I was thinking about how um, pescatarians, then you know, vegetarian, pescatarian, omnivore. Um, you're still eat pescatarians are still eating meat. They're still eating like the flesh of a... Something. Something. Mm. So therefore, if I was to be fully vegetarian, I wouldn't have meat or fish. And therefore, I was thinking I would really genuinely appreciate mm. a kind of vegan alternative to fish. So I would I would buy this, definitely. Mm. So that, from my point of view, that's much better because you have got the lemon and the pepper. Yeah. That's exactly what Kamud was saying, mm. um, uh, um, mm. I think. Pepper's slightly heavy, actually, but... but um, it's, it's the lemon that just it does, that, that yeah. cuts it in a, in a way, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's what lemon is supposed to yeah. do. So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Which is trying to do vegan mayonnaise and vegan fish. A double negative. Uh, is, is really, really, really tough, although mm. pr- pretty good. The beauty mm. of, of these products, better, isn't it? Mm. The beauty of the, you just treat it the way you would a can of tuna. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you just you, know, you mm. do what you want to do with it. And let's yeah. face it, none of us normally just eat tuna out of a can. Exactly. Um, so it's, I have a number of vegetarian friends and... Uh, and being vegetarian myself, it's it's um, uh, it's one of those things where if you're vegetarian um, and you're a very strict vegetarian, then you wouldn't have pseudo meat products at all anyway. Absolutely. Um, whereas if you're vegetarian and um, or recently new to vegetarian uh, and it's less about the ethics, uh, then you would have uh, meat alternatives, even if they look and texturally feel like meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 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 so you're saying that you would you wouldn't have pseudo meat. Why would that be? Just because that's not really the point of being a, a vegetarian. Is that what you're saying? So my my parents would never have had uh, pseudo meat because they don't want to eat meat and they don't feel the need to substitute meat. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I have had meat in the past and enjoyed the flavour. Um, and so I want to recreate the flavour and the texture, um, and I perhaps don't feel as strongly as they do. Mm-hmm. And so I will have pseudo meat products. Mm-hmm. I didn't get. I, I've missed that. And actually, that's of course it's true, isn't it? Of course. Mm. Yeah. It's so, the same as me because mm-hmm. I'm used to having, you know, burger on a barbecue, um, and sometimes a kind of sweet potato. Um, sweet corn kind of fritter thing won't mm. do the job. You want the texture and you want the yes. kind of barbecued flavour. Mm. Um, so I absolutely would have. Well, I think that has like come down yeah. to you've. So um, many vegans in the UK have made this choice based on ethical sustainability, um, sort of newfound values um, that they didn't have before. So they still sort of want to pursue the life that they've always had mm. with the burger yes. on the barbecue. Whereas absolutely. I suppose uh, for me. Um, I'm really pleased about um, the vegan movement because there were lots of um, products that were very hard to get in the UK, like tofu mm. um, is now, um, you know, excellent quality. I was going to say good um, quality as well. and That's tempeh, awesome. yeah. um, bean curd skin, all these like mega tasty things from my childhood. You just couldn't find them in the UK and now, uh, now you can. Yes. But I would never substitute them. They're just sort of 
Mixed in their own right. In their own right. Just yeah. part of your repertoire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the, these products, the, 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 what, the, what they've really kind of acted as a magnet to is the vegans, okay, the vegan community. But as we, as we were saying earlier, are, are the real opportunity, the real people we're trying to please here are the flexitarians in society, which is a massive growing movement, mm. and the reductarians, people who are looking to just reduce the meat intake. Mm. Um, you know, and Tuno is, is a unique product. You know, we've got major issues with regard to sustainability, oh, the amount absolutely. of fish we're taking out of the ocean. Absolutely, yeah. We've got a growing population. You know, the, you know the, the, the stats for the population growth, we haven't got enough food to feed them, you know, is, is the reality. So we've got to find alternatives. And that's where plant-based comes into it. You know, we need to develop the, 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 the technology and develop the, the, the acceptability of plant-based products. I could work with them. Mm. Um, I could work with some yeah. of these products. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel that, you know, with um, a little bit of uh, work, um, you could turn those into, because the texture is there. Mm-hmm. So, the texture is excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could, um, if, if you wanted to replace the fish or the meat, then, you know, you could potentially do that. Do some amazing things there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Eric, for letting us have a look at that. Really interesting. Mm. Um and it looks right. Yeah, definitely. I would smell. genuinely buy that. Mm. I would. I probably wouldn't yeah. buy the mayo one. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, but that's just my personal opinion. I think that's a vegan, ma- think, a, vegan a vegan mayonnaise issue rather than the tuna. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but mayonnaise is notoriously difficult. It is. I mean, it is really, really hard. Uh, really, really. That's very difficult. And it's like it's like a vegan cheese. It's really, really yeah. hard to do yeah. as well. Um, but uh, no, really interesting. And I think the 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 plain one and also the if I was making a sandwich, I'd definitely have the lemon pepper one because yeah. it's it's. Um, yeah, it's nice. Crunchy, yeah. bit of crunchy lettuce in there. Mm. The mm-hmm, Thai sweet yeah. chilli one makes a great wrap, you know, with a few vegetables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes yeah, a I really good wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so um, I would suggest that this is really an emerging market. Would you not, Tara? I know you're involved in the food sector a lot. It's, yeah, it's super exciting. coming up with good... Mm. You know, and, and it'd be interesting what we see at Bread and Jam, coming up, people coming up with some really interesting plant-based um, new products be really interesting. yeah i think using um yeah different kinds of proteins like pea milk mm. is apparently a thing mm-hmm. um yeah pea protein um doesn't sound too great though, does yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> um, see i love peas but actually the, the the pea milk doesn't do it for me it's, it's actually quite difficult i think it's, yeah mm. it's a quite um but then again i think this um yeah i suppose goes back to people sort of wanting to pursue um the, the kind of life and the kind of flavours that they've always had. Mm. But there's some great experimenting them. going on, which I think is interesting yes, in the plant-based um, mm. area. There's so amazing products out there. Yeah, the, really the interesting. The Nope show earlier this year, the natural mm. organic products. And um, and there was a Parmesan cheese, no, sorry, not Parmesan, a, a mozzarella cheese there made from rice. And it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It was a really, really good Yeah, there's product. some great yogurts yeah. and stuff out there yeah. as well. So, um, Eric, thank you very much. Now, I know there's loads of other, um, uh, you've got loads of other products in, in, in there. Um, so uh, we will make sure we do a link from the website so you can have a look at those. And I've got recipes with, you know, tikka masala yeah. and all sorts of other things. So so um, we'll, we'll definitely put a link to that. Um, uh, so thank you for bringing along Tuna. Tuno. Tuno. Yeah, we're not allowed to call it Tuno. Tuno. Yeah. Tuno. Um, and if anybody is thinking of producing some really exciting, interesting new products and you've got some ideas, perhaps in the old vegan space as well, you should be going along to Bread and Jam Festival. 
Definitely. 3rd and 4th yes, of October. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and get some tickets. Um, could sell out, actually. Hundreds um, yes, of people go. Um, but what you must do is if you if you want to go and talk to some of the experts, you do need to book now and you do need to get a little slot in there because it's, it's invaluable. So you know, do hurry along with that. Um, so Bread and Jam Festival, uh, we got a link uh, from the Food Talk website. Uh, but if you just uh, Google Bread and Jam Festival, you'll find it. So hurry along there. Um, I'd like to thank again uh, my fellow presenters. Thank you, Kamud Gandhi. Mm-hmm. See, you're, I know you're going to take that to the cooking academy aren't you, and start experimenting <laughs> with it. I, I am, can tell. I, I am. <laughs> I can tell. Um, and thank you, Holly Shackleton. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And in the um, speciality food world, mm-hmm. independent farm shops and delis, um, I would imagine that they're looking more and more for plant-based, yeah. uh, interesting products to sell. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Quality is key, as ever. Quality is key yeah. and yeah. price. And price. And price, which is great. So thank you to Holly and Kamud and my lovely guests, uh, Tara May of Bread and Jam Festival and Eric Woods of Loma Linda. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, if, you knew, if you know somebody doing something groundbreaking in the food sector, uh, just like Eric's company, uh, please do get in touch with us via Twitter on at Food Talk Show. Or, of course, if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts, go to foodtalk.co.uk or, big news, Speciality Food Magazine website. If you go on the homepage there, not only is there some amazing, interesting articles, and if you're in the independent food sector, I can't imagine you'd be in the independent food sector and not have your magazine, Holly. No. Absolutely not. Mm. But uh, we're right on the homepage. So if you click on there, you can get to our, our lovely radio programme. Um, and if you uh, if you want to listen, we're on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. Uh, thank you so much for listening and do have a good week. Mm-hmm.